One show where your voice matters. Our show is pre-recorded live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Join hosts Kelvin and Taylor as they get real about this week's topics. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Call in America. Now, without further ado, here's Taylor and Kelvin. What's going on? What the hell is going on? Let me check this to make sure the sound is legit. Hey guys, what is going on out there? Uh, my name is Kelvin. I'm Taylor. And... Uh, yeah, we're probably good. And together we are the, hold on, let me. Call in America. We are Call in America, man. I was going to say social distancing hotline. What is my Where problem? Where you been? I don't know. Where's my, what is my problem? All right, guys. Uh, hi. How are you doing today? Well, I would say I'm doing great. Like physically, Woo! I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah. But it has been a, uh, it's been a heavy week with yeah. a lot of things going on that has weighed on, you know, myself, yourself, a lot of people in America. So. <laughs> It yeah. is, uh, like I said, I'm not physically doing well, but it's been it's been kind of a rough week. Yeah, it's it's been a rough week, man. It's been a rough week, and uh, sorry, that was a little preview of who's coming into the stream. Uh, John, we'll we'll bring you on in a second there. Um, but uh, no, it's it's been a rough week, man. It's been a rough week, and it's been a, it's been an interesting interesting week nonetheless. It um, America is truly divided, you know, and I think I think that's what's uh, what's really scary about this week is that. Um, we're truly, I mean, again, it's like, it's like 2020 is truly showing us like what it is to be an America, American in America. It, it truly is. It's, it's showing us who we are as a people, who we are as a group and who we are as a nation. And it's, it's forcing people to make decisions, right? It's forcing people to understand things about themselves and some people are choosing not to, and that sucks. And, uh, it, it, those decisions definitely have repercussions just as much as those that choose to accept things that they want to work on, you know, and that's, that's part of the, like peeling back the layers as well. So we see everything that's happening in the news, but when you see the responses from people you went to school with, or you work with, or your family, your friends, it's kind of surprising. In some cases it's surprising because it's hurtful in other cases, it's surprising because it's supportive, right? So both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, and, and that's, I think that's absolutely true. I think that's, uh, I think that's absolutely true. You know, it, cause, cause you're right. You're seeing people that you are, um, you're seeing people that you were, uh, yeah. uh, you're seeing people that, that you, that you grew up with. You know what I mean? I, 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 this week I realized like people that I grew up with and like, were so close with growing up, you know, I, I started getting, I started getting really active on Instagram and like, there's a whole nother level of like, just like what the hell is going on on Instagram. And it's, it's from people that I like, I like was so like, like who knew me, you know, and who, and who loved me and, and I loved, but it's just like, Whoa, when did you become this person? You know what I mean? Cause I, I, I pretty much been the same, you know, would you agree with that? Like I've been the same growing up you know yeah. I mean? like i haven't faltered on like what i feel about humanity and what i feel about you know people in the world and like and, and what you're seeing is that you're seeing these people come out the woodworks and they are just like it's just interesting well so, we've had conversations with friends and family of like well you know it is it is what it is and it may be a tough pill to swallow but why does that have to tarnish the relationship it's like well because it does it does like it does. And that's 
like you're, you're, you're it, it just does. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I can't respect somebody, you know, but anyway, that's, that's our opinion. We're going to get into that. We got some, we got an amazing show for you guys today. We got an amazing show for you guys today. We got three very different, uh, uh, we got three di very different guest hosts from three very different backgrounds. I mean, that's what we like to have on the show. You know, is we like to have different people, different, uh, different ideas, uh, come to the table and really kind of discuss. So we've got John Cavanaugh, mm -hmm. we've got Dallas Vance, and we've got Damon Bowling, who he and I go way, way back, but, um, you know, I just, I can't wait to get them all on. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to kind of, you know, open house it today. Um, three guests. We're all talking about the same thing. We're talking about, we, we have five, four different like hot segments that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Sunday night, Jacob, uh, Jacob Blake. We're going to talk about, you know, what, what that was all about, where your thoughts were, what you felt about that. We're going to, we're going to talk about protests versus rights, right? Like I, I want to get into that and, and understand like what that, what that truly is. Uh, to the people out there. And then we're going to talk about Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I hate even giving his name fame. I honestly do. This is my personal opinion, not the opinion of the show. Um, I hate giving his name fame because it just, it just, um, it just hurts my heart. Uh, what, what's happened. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the, the, the idea of, or this, this, this notion that bringing up people's past to justify their murders is like legit. So that's our hot topics uh, for tonight. So um, I have a question, though. So we obviously have uh, guests coming on throughout the show. Yeah. They're going to speak on their own segments. But yeah. if people want to call in, how do they do that? So you call, you call in, guys. So this is, this is how we're doing the call-ins, okay? Call in call in America used to be about you called in. We'd have a discussion with you. We now have guest hosts, so the, the, the dynamic is switched. We'd love to hear from you. You know what I mean? We'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions on it. Um, there's not going to be really a dialogue between uh, us because you can't hear you can't hear our guest host, and we're kind of okay with that. So call in, ask your question, or speak your truth, and then uh, and then we'll weigh in on it. You know what I mean? If you guys uh, like the conversation that's happening tonight, and you want to add to it, by all means, please do so. And if you want, if you if you question uh, what's happening tonight, by all means, do it. All opinions are welcome. You know what I mean? And um, uh, <laughs> uh oh, Tuesday says uh, we made the mistake of watching the RNC while on the treadmill. Hey guys, welcome to the stream. We, you can also comment. We will we will read your comments out there, guys. So you, couple of ways you guys can interact. First and foremost, if you could share the stream out there, that'd be awesome. We want to hear from different perspectives tonight. So share the stream. That's number one. Number two, uh, you guys can comment. Okay. We'd love to hear your comments as we're talking. Just put it in there. If you have a question, you can do that or you can call in. Okay. So and then uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on YouTube, guys. We are streamed live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. We were going to do Twitch tonight, but we're not. <laughs> I, I yeah. neat. <laughs> neat. Okay, we're gonna bring in our first our first guest, man. It's John Kavanaugh. Uh I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. You know, uh let's welcome John Kavanaugh to the stream. <laughs> Hi everybody. John Kavanaugh. Uh do you want me to kind of just give like a super brief synopsis of who I am? Baby, I want you to give us so this is what I want you to do. I want you to give us a brief synopsis of, of who you are, and then and then we're gonna get into it, my friend. I kind of I want you to, I want you to take the lead. I want you to talk about Sunday night. I want to talk about where your head was at Sunday night, what your thoughts are about Sunday. Night. Take about a minute or two and, and speak your truth. Go ahead, baby. The floor is yours. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I got notes. So I'm going to be glancing down once in a while, but um, I, I grew up in predominantly uh, rural white America. Uh, I literally uh, do remember when I first saw a black person in real life. I grew up without television. Uh, up until then, uh, I saw them in National Geographic. That was it. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people can say that. It, but uh, I was fortunate enough to not be su subjected to television and uh, the biases that were being uh, presented. And I, I think I was raised 
by a wonderful woman that um, it wasn't in my vocabulary. And so I didn't encounter it until a later age. It didn't feel right to me, but I didn't know how to address it. I'm still learning how to address racism. I think I made some big leaps, um, thanks in part to, to Kelvin and a few other people. And I, I feel I'm a work in progress. But um, uh, Sunday night, I, uh, you know, I, I look at this and say that, uh, you know, when you last broadcast was uh, a week ago, uh, none of us who are on this thread right now even knew who Jacob Blake was. And I, I feel like we shouldn't know who he is. Um, there, how do I feel about it? I don't like watching that. Um, I, I clicked the link. I, I hadn't watched it until I clicked the link that I didn't know it would, it would go live. And once you're watching it, you watch it. Um, I wasn't there. I, I don't know all the details that, that led up to it. I, I, I can't believe from the past that anybody in that situation is 100% believable due to the fact that I wasn't there. Um, what's come out since then, you can justify all these things. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that the police officers are not meant to be judge, jury, and executioner. They never have been. This isn't the Wild West anymore. Uh, the police officer's job was to detain that person. They did not do that successfully. And uh, despite his actions, whether you agree, disagree, say you should sit on a curb, um, there, there isn't anything that justifies that there was a legal means uh, to, to do it or uh, just for the sake of the fact that it's a human being to use what would be considered excessive force to remedy that situation. Um, and that's my, that's my opinion on it. Um, I, I think that for me, what I'm seeing, I'm going to jump to the other point you wanted to talk about, about people using their past to justify their death. Um, in that moment, how much of the past did anyone know? Uh, they have no idea. I, the police officer, oh, maybe he knew about warrants, whatever. I mean, I know people that have three warrants out and they don't know until they finally get pulled over. It, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that when he in that situation, people that people that bring up the past to justify the death are to, I consider I love debate. Um, I, 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 I graded very well in debate. and. Uh, <laughs> And in my opinion, what we have here on Facebook and, and social media are micro debates and, and they're being performed by people that know nothing about the protocol of a traditional debate. They basically turn it into an argument and you get sucked into that debate by being sidetracked from what the initial debate was supposed to be about. And that is a tactic. It can be used successfully by someone who's a master at debating i shouldn't have said that but anyways <laughs> it can be used successfully to sidetrack your opponent but it's also used by people who are ill-equipped and unknowledgeable on the topic and they're diverting it back to your basic core instincts and keeping you off of the, the that topic and i think that if you're going to successfully try to spread a message you have to stop them and you almost don't don't go down that rabbit hole of trying to counter every response that they give you because it's taking away from the initial argument. 
where if you were at an actual debate that was being judged, they would stop you, they would disqualify you, you would lose points because you went off topic and you're no longer arguing the initial thing that you were debating. So I try to stay hyper-focused on that. And, and so when people are doing that, they're trying to pull you off of what the actual issue is, which when, let's get down to the core of that. It's racial inequality, it's systemic racism. And when we start arguing about these little dinky diatribes, we're taking away from that argument. So, so I love it, John. I love it, John. I, I think I think it's I think you're absolutely absolutely right in everything you're saying. Taylor, uh, weigh in. What are your thoughts on 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 everything? Yeah. So you said about the the cops, right, and that they should not be. What was your exact three things? Jury and executioner. Judge, jury, and executioner. Come on and now. I think that's I think that's spot on, right? So can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, How do you keep them from being most people? Most people see that their their model. I'm a businessman. I, I managed restaurants for 30 years. Um, I've encountered millions of people, and it's really good to glump humans into one big pot. And and my my quick, if somebody said, "What do you think of humans in general?" The number one word that comes to my mind is selfish. And I that is all across every race, every religion, every age group. We are a selfish. We are a selfish being. I am included. Um, but you fight that you have to fight through that. You have to put yeah. yourself in other people's shoes. And when you're in customer service, that's something that you train to do. You train yourself to put yourself in the customer's shoes so you can adequately take care of them, appease them, do all of those things. Well, I, I, I spent my entire career doing that. I can apply that to everywhere in my life. And that's where I really started to go, wait, how can I argue an argument when I don't, I don't know what size shoes they're wearing, not right. let alone put myself. So, so here, here's something that I want to kind of interject on is that, you know, there's this idea of like, you know, this is not a bit, it's not a debate, you know, we don't want to argue different points and whatnot. My question is this, is that like, everyone is viewing the same video. Correct. Correct. Right. And so it's, so, so really truly, it's, it's not even about like, you saw it from a different angle. You saw it from the same angle that I saw it from. How are we getting different perspectives perfect perfect from viewing something yeah. at the same at, at the same time yeah. from the same angle there, there's not very there's clear. not there's not very clear it's very clear what's happening you know yeah. in this video you know this man this man's been shot seven times he's yeah. been shot seven times and, and you know and you you said that you don't usually watch these videos i'm gonna tell you right now i this is probably the first video that i watched in years I, and i remember like two years ago i watched like a full video in full time i still haven't watched um uh floyd i have i have not watched uh uh, what, what is his full name? I do apologize. There's just so many damn names, but I haven't, I haven't watched Floyd's video yet where he had his, his knee on, on the neck. I know what happens. It's black murder porn. Right. And I, and I know what happens. I don't need to see it. It's very traumatizing for me to see it. We were actually in bed watching, um, watching the scary movie and so, something just popped up on my timeline. I happened to click. Same thing that happened with you, John. It's, it's, it's something, it just popped up and I just happened to be watching it and I'm, I'm seeing, I'm like, Oh man, this is kind of crazy. But I'm honestly in, in my, in my, in my, in my most giving the benefit of the doubt, I was thinking that what was going to happen at, cause I heard the black woman say, don't you do it. Don't you do it. I thought like the cops were going to like stand down and do all the stuff, but then boom, you see it seven gunshots. And I literally, I remember I had, I, I like stopped. I got up, I like hit the bed and I like got up and I was like, God damn it. And I got up and I like walked away from the movie. I said, I can't finish the movie. I can't do anything because it was just like, I don't like to watch this type of stuff because it, it takes me away. And I, and I sobbed. 
I sobbed. I mean, I, I well, was I was out that night. Anger turned into rage and anger turned rage into rage. Turned a sense of depression the rest of the week. You know? I just was I've been down. Honestly, it, I've yeah. been I've been I've been in bed all week. I have not been able to get up. And it's it, it takes that much of a toll out of me. And I and I and I don't I don't speak for all black people, but I I can relate to black people when I say that this shit is exhausting. It's exhausting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and, and it took it out of me today. So, or this week. So, go ahead. I do have. Uh, so, back to kind of the uh, judge, jury, and so the executioner. Well, I, I, so, I like to say, you know, they have their they have their uh, their their business model on the side of their car. It, yeah. it doesn't say judge, jury, and executioner. What yeah. does it say? Almost anybody who has seen a police car in this entire country, they normally say on one of the fenders to protect and serve. To yeah, but the serve, the man. cop that shot him. <laughs> has been quoted in the past. So let's talk about knowing the past. You know, who knows that cop's past? The police department, Come on right? Now. And so he has on record said, I'd rather be tried or I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. What do you think that means, John? Oh, goodness. What well, that I think that what it is, is it's where the, the police training mindset has gone. And and I do understand it. Uh, when you when you take a job where you they put a sidearm on you, and it, they they um, they say, uh, I might not come home to my loved ones tonight. Yeah. And their training is geared towards recognizing a threat. But I think that what the problem is, though, is if you look at Europe and other countries where they they focus mainly on de-escalating situations that include weapons yeah. in, close, in close proximities. Yes. They focus on de-escalation, where in America we focus on a fear-based reaction. And mm. we all know, I've seen it, I've watched the videos and where they have to make split-second decisions. Um, if you've been drilled that you would rather be judged by 12 than to be carried by six, what is your decision going to be? I get it. It's now. not going to be to de-escalate. It. It's going to be it. to guarantee that you get home at night. But it's going to be the yeah. fact that they're being trained to be in fear. And this is where the systemic racism comes in because I've watched two videos since this occurrence on Sunday that showed very large white males physically accosting a police officer. Exactly. Over exactly. a minute. Exactly. One was tased by a second police officer and the other oh, no. was finally shot by the female. But that was after two minutes of him telling her aggressive. that he was going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Threatening, aggressive, like very in your face. Like, I'm going to take you out. Why, and now, is that, and, and, why is that tolerance being shown to a white person and not being shown to a black person? It, it isn't justified. And, and people can argue and they can, and, you know, I know you say it's not a debate, but that's where we go right back. We, we go right I, back. Argument right back no. to where, where is this coming from? Here's to the thing, my friend. To be Here's, the thing. Here's the thing is that, is that the country is divided. We're divided right now, and we're divided between and, and this is this is my personal opinion. We are divided between racist and anti-racist. That that is that is bottom line. Correct. Um, the waters with a lot of other things, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but um, what you're looking at is, and it was a word I wrote down when you were talking in the intro, and and where you have you you can take those groups, and in the middle ground is indifference. Woo. And and what you have is, is you need to take those people that are indifferent and tell them to, to get out, to, to get out of the debate room or the, 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 the word that I recently learned is you, you, you no longer can be just 
against racism, you have to become anti-racist. Other you than that, you're, anti-racist. you're, in, you're yeah. indifferent and nobody. And, and at that point, you, what you're and it's easy as a white man. Yeah, it is very easy for me to be indifferent. Uh, you saw one of the debates that I got into yesterday. Care about this. Yeah. You, it will not affect you. Me giving a shit about w- one way or another. Are we allowed to swear on this? Sorry. This is um, an adult show. It's an adult show. You be you be your damn self. You hear me? I I can be indifferent and it will not affect me except for my precious little sports. Come on now, people with that. I'm like. Go, go watch golf. They will not affect your indifference in any way. Um, it's a bunch of old white guys pr- predominantly, you know, walking around. I'm but, here for it. John, we have we have a comment from a, from a viewer who says, yeah. dog eat dog world. And that's, that's what that means. What, what are your thoughts on that? Speak to that. And then we're going to bring in Dallas in just a minute here. Go ahead. Speak to that. Well, this is where it comes down to, too, is it's like, look, at let, I always like to simplify things because it really, it shuts people up or it gets them to think or it does both. Dog eat dog world. That's that that touches on selfishness right there. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely it, it touches on that. But but what it also shows is is what I spoke to early. You, you are no longer putting yourself in another person's shoes. If you're only if you're only thinking of yourself, um, you are never looking at the greater good. And it's been proven time and time and time again. And I use it in my business practices. Yeah. If I if I wanted to succeed, an entire restaurant to succeed, I cannot look at it and say I need to make the most money. I need to do all these things that make me happy because in the long run, the entire restaurant will fail uh, and I lose my job. And we have to start looking at the world that way. When everybody is better, it lifts it lifts everyone. And yeah. that monetarily, that's 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 racially, that any way you put it is is we and 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 really what we have to look at is 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 not just racial inequality it's economic inequality and Come that's on now hey pushing a lot of this speak that truth ladies and gentlemen give us a call the phone lines are open 585-502-7922 we want to hear from you out there we got we got three amazing guests hosts i'm actually going to bring in dallas i want i want to bring dallas dallas is a young guy uh well i'll let you t- i'll let him tell you about himself but he's a young guy who, who's just he's you know, woke is the word <laughs> that people like to use out there. I don't really like that word because I mean, I use it sometimes, you know, cause sometimes I'm woke, but anyway, uh, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up Dallas. Dallas is going to join the conversation. Dallas. Let's, let's tell, let's tell him, let's tell him what time of day it is. Dallas. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Dallas. How you doing, baby? Not too bad. Not too bad. Dallas. How old are you, my friend? I'm 28. 28, right? So you're, you're youth, baby. You're, you're in your, you're in your prime. I want you to just take a moment, take about a minute and just tell us, tell us, you know, tell us what your thoughts on everything is. You know, you know, the topics like weigh in, what are your thoughts? Who are you? Where, where's your head at? Um, I'm a 28 year old working in the trades. Uh, I'm also a veteran. I was in the Marine Corps for three and a half years. Um, at a very young age, I guess looking back, I never really noticed quite a bit difference between me and my friends and our views on uh, policemen or those with authority. Uh, I've actually had a lot of long talks recently with a lot of my friends from my childhood about how when cops used to come around, we were sneaking out late at night while they would get fearful and want to hide and like run home. And I would just nonchalantly walk up to the cop car, ask them for the time of day, be like, oh, I guess it's time that I go home. I never understood that for my uh, friend who had shot up to 180 pounds as a, a young black man that him being at a park at 1 30 in the morning and walking up to a cop car could be something to be fearful of um 
I guess I just, from joining the military, I felt a call to help people. And I understand what it's like to be in a stressful situation and to serve others and to view yourself as not better than other people, but someone who's just put there as a shield. Uh, they call the Marine Corps the tip of the spear. Uh, but I think like with any institution, once I was in it, I understood that I was kind of sold a lie in a certain aspect that I may have joined for the right reasons and that a lot of my friends also did because we wanted to help. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of direction at that time in my life. I felt some discipline would do me well. And while doing it, I could serve my country and help those around me. And what I came to understand in it was that when you give yourself to an entity like that, you're used however they see you fit. Um, luckily, I was a non-combat MOS. Uh, but even being that, every uh, Marine is a rifleman as well. So we are taught how to shoot. Uh, we are taught basic uh, close quarters combat, how to handle a threat, how to de-escalate situations, how to take someone down, how to deal with stressful situations. Um, and just what I've seen from these past couple months, ever since the George Floyd video, is just this um, blatant misunderstanding of what it is to be a servant of the people and to give these people a pass for being inept at their own job. And when all these people speak to how stressful it is to be a police officer and that we need to cut them a break and give them a slack, you don't understand what it's like. You can't imagine what it is to be fearful for your life and to react in these you know, situations. I'm like, you're right, but I'm also not a police officer. I wasn't trained on how to do this. I'm not the one with the gun. And what we repeatedly see is that we expect a civilian especially a male, a black male civilian who has seen these videos, who knows that they're killed at three times the rate during police encounters as white men, who know if they make a reach for their wallet or a hairbrush or have a toy gun or in the wrong place or have a hoodie up, like they can legitimately be killed. And what we see is them being fearful for their lives. And then trained police officers with weapons are more scared of an unarmed civilian than the civilian is of the armed policeman. And we give passes to cops who react fearfully and don't control the situation. And then we blame victim blaming. And then you blame the civilian for not listening to a command. Well, they should have just listened. They should have laid on the ground. They shouldn't have turned. They shouldn't have done this. And all I see is like, yeah, well, that cop shouldn't have been fearful for his life from an unarmed civilian. The statistics are out. It's, it is literally more dangerous to be a pizza delivery driver in America than it is to be a police officer. Hell! It's a statistical fact. <laughs> and so when people act like the cops need to be fearful of their lives, like, yeah, you're right. Some of these situations, you may see your fellow police officers die. You are put in dangerous situations, but like you chose that. Like no one chose to wow. be black. Like you were born to your skin color. And for people to give passes to these trained servants of the people while expecting civilians to be, to, react more rationally and be calm, I think is just absolutely ludicrous. So ladies and gentlemen, th there's a reason why I brought uh, Dallas on, on the show. And, and Dallas, first of all, thank you for that. Th thank you for that, um, for all that. Like that just was absolutely out of control, amazing. And so spot on as far as I'm concerned, right? Again, my opinion is not the opinion of the show, but it's definitely my, my, my opinion as a black man in America. And I, I think you speak a truth there that is, that is just so, um, it's just so interesting that, not, that we all don't get that. And that's kind of what I want to talk to both of you guys about. And, and, and of the three white men here, like wh why? My question to you three is, is that why? 
why why are people why are and i'm gonna say what i I'm gonna, I said what i said why are white people having such a hard time dealing with this um understanding that that first of all blue lives don't exist a blue life is an occupation not a, not an actual life right um and that and that blue lives are they signed up for this job they trained for this job and yet they are the ones who are failing at this job and the people that are being blamed are are the, are the black individuals that are being that are losing their lives becoming handicapped you know what I mean? It being shot in front of the children. Why are white people having such a hard time with this? Uh, anybody can take it. Go ahead. Uh, I'll speak on it a little bit. I think it, uh, I think it stems from an issue that we face in a lot of aspects of being American. Um, growing up, we were told you're the gayest country alive. Um, you know, you want to drive the fast cars, drink the Budweiser, drink the Jack Daniels, watch football on Sundays. We're the greatest thing right. that it was. And what we see now, I think, in America is a good allegory for what we see in a lot of middle-aged white men, is it's really hard to admit that maybe you're not as great as you thought you are. Maybe admitting to yourself that there is a problem in the first place is what it takes to fix, is to come to a solution. But if you can't even admit that there is a problem or that you have a problem, you can't ever grow or reach that new point. So instead of ever taking the long, hard look in the mirror as Americans, we just deny it. Because yeah. a lot of people's yeah. personality is just rooted so deeply within that vision of what they think America is instead of what it actually is. Woo. John, what are your thoughts? Gosh, I could go for like two hours, but I know we're keeping this to an hour. We got, we got, um, we got 60 minutes, so go ahead. I, I, yeah. I, look at, I think that I can go back to the you know early dark ages when there was royalty and why we fled from that and where this all stems from. But if you look at you go back to two generations ago, there were people of importance and authority inside of a smaller community before we went into large populaces. And they were typically, whoever your preacher or priest was, was a very important, honorable figure that was uh, undeniable uh, truth. Um, whoever upheld the law was revered at that same level. You had high, high uh, people with high wealth were put in that same category. And then whoever was in political power in the smaller towns, the mayor, maybe a congressman that would stop by. And they were infallible. They were, they, they were, they didn't, we didn't have television. They, 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 they you know, news traveled. And it, you want to talk about fake news. Back then it couldn't have been any faker, man. You could write whatever the hell you want. But, but these were people that were, not only were the jobs uh, sought out by people that wanted to gain this, uh, level of respect and level of performance um uh priesthood uh you know growing up catholic the priesthood was one of those things where if you chose to become a priest man your mom was the happiest thing ever all the old biddies thought that your family was the greatest you're going straight to heaven um and and nobody likes hearing that uh there, there was a quite a bit of wrongdoing over the past whatever 200 years in the catholic church um and and that's a person of respect and they and they deny that because it's like Santa Claus. Uh, you know, they were taught that this is the way it was. My mom said that. My mom's mom said that. That, that therefore, it must be truth. And um, they, what happens is they're basing their belief system and they're never questioning it. Once it's set in place, which is usually by the time you leave your household, yeah, they don't question that. They don't. They don't. Uh, 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 and, and what I found is people that seek further ed education typically go through that phase of questioning that. And that's why a lot of people don't like, oh, they go to college and they become a liberal. Uh, mm -hmm. No, they, they open up their mind a little bit. But it, it, I, I learned the term and I'll say it right now, confirmation shopping. 
So they have an ideal set of beliefs and then they uh, absorb whatever and they confirmation shop. They handpack what what gives uh, value to that belief and what supports that belief and they cast everything else aside. Hmm. Uh, and 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 it, it, it's it, it's it's a level of self-absorption. It's it's like this is who I am. This is what I've experienced. Therefore, it's it's highly unlikely anybody else experiences exactly, anything. exactly. Like and, they're, and, they're, they're and the final so words, right? And, you know, I so never, I feared I feared getting pulled over by the police because I hated getting tickets, and I was usually speeding. Come on now, I, I've never been Come pulled over. By, I've never been pulled over by a police officer and, and feared, feared for my damn life. life. T, T West, take the floor. What are your thoughts, man? No, like, it's like what, what's it's going on? Very similar to what both of them are saying. So. I do think that it's back to systemic racism and how, you know, white Americans are tra trained and they grow up learning that they are the end all be all, not only within America, but within the world as well. I saw a YouTube video of, you know, it is in our TV, it's in our media, as, as John was saying, but even growing up without television, you see it in school books, you see it in magazines, you see it in the newspapers. And I saw one YouTube video about the, and it was an older one back from the 90s. And I can't remember her name. She's very well known for. Oh, uh, you're talking white. about um, uh, uh, the white teacher, guys. You know who that is. Um, the white lady. Um, the white lady. What's yeah. her name? Um, oh, God. What's her name? Think of it. So yeah, yeah. basically, um, <laughs> Put it she, in the comments. she had brought out this map that showed the United States comparable to the rest of the world. Absolutely. And on this map, the United States looked much larger than other countries like Africa. Right. And so even from a map standpoint, we're Jane Elliott. Is it Elliot or something like that? Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And you got that right. Yeah. 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 Um, it's showing the United States greater than then, other countries like Africa. Right. And then you pull an accurate size map and she had all these facts that basically broke down how inaccurate it was, but it's basically half the size of Africa. But we start from a young age learning that white people are better and are better than everyone else and so when that's ingrained into you at that level and to your your point john you start going to college and it, you start to open your eyes a little bit and you start to do your research now there's these things that are happening in the world that's forcing people where we started back in this conversation at the show people are being forced to make decisions do you want to accept this as yourself inside of you and be better from it or do you want to fight against it right and it goes back to ego it goes back to Fear having to give up something of yourself in order to bring others up above you or side by side with you. Yeah. And that's where people are saying all eyes matter or I don't want to apologize for being white. And it's just Woo, it's ingrained boy. into people. Right? All right, John, go ahead and tell us, tell us where tell us where they can find you, John. Uh, we're going to bring on Damon in just a second here. Uh, tell, tell them where they can find him, my friend. Thank you so much for joining, joining the conversation. We're going to bring on Damon to replace you. Go ahead, baby. Uh, you can just find me trolling Facebook and pointing <laughs> out things and torquing off half my relatives and friends. But you know, I keep my world big. I do. I do not unfriend people. Um, I have half of my people. Uh, I have staunch Republicans on my page and 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 flat out, you know, uh, crazy liberals. Um, uh, but I I keep my world big um, because in in all honesty it makes me much more attuned to what their mindset is. And if, yeah. if you're going to try to change people's mindset, you have to know it first. You, you got to know it. Yeah. If you're going to debate somebody, you better know their, you better know, you gotta know exactly, their where they, exactly what, what they think about things. I'm in love yeah. with them. And I always, I, I love the fact that John was on the show tonight because I do see him on Facebook. 
I always see him going back and forth with people and debating. I mean, and more often than he he wins, you know, he makes a great point that gets him back down. And to a point, you could almost say that John's the master debater. Hey, oh, ladies Facebook. and gentlemen, we got the master debater. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys, we got a, we got a newcomer coming to the stage right now. His name is Damon Bowling. He's absolutely amazing, and uh, I really want him to weigh in. I want him to talk uh, with Dallas because Dallas is a young cat, got some things to say. Damon's not an old. I don't want to call him an old cat. I'm, I'll let him. I'll let him introduce. <laughs> worst intro that. ever. I know worst intro ever. We got Damon Bowling to the show. <laughs> How you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I don't want to call you an old cat, but you yeah, know what? I earned every single one of these. There you go, baby. There you go. Take take it. Take some time, my friend. Tell us who you are. Tell us what your thoughts are. Where's your head at? Floor is yours. Uh, well, I'm really, really grateful to be here. Thank you for uh, this this conversation and for um, you know bringing it out to the open so that we can discuss it. I think discourse is really important um, of what we're going through right now. Uh, like many, like like yourselves, um, you know, it's been a it's been a tough tough week. Uh, we all woke up to some very uh, disturbing news once again. Uh, where uh, another black man was gunned down. Um, and I am grateful that he has survived because this the difference this time is that now he's going to be able to tell his story. And unfortunately, the, the victims before him were not able to tell their story. Uh, so my prayers are going out that, that yeah, he, he hangs in there. Um, you know, one of the things that, I, that this, this conversation has, has really sparked that's beautiful is I'm hearing two things. Uh, I'm hearing uh, what this boils down to. And we're, we're asking those questions of, well, we see the same video. Everyone's seen the same video, but how come we're getting different reactions about it? Well, it comes down to two things and it comes down to empathy and it comes down to my favorite privilege. So empathy is that understanding that as being able to walk in that other person's shoes and understanding what their life is like and understanding what they're going through emotionally. So if we can take those things and if we, we have empathy, uh, then we can then understand the mindset of those who are oppressed. Uh, when you hear that all lives matter uh, argument, it's because we're not using empathy. You're not using empathy. It's becoming a selfish, it's a, it's a cone of, of, of self-seeking uh, views and a very myopic, that's the word I wanted, a myopic scope of, of the view and your, and your, and your worldview is skewed. When you're when you're thinking that way and if you lack empathy uh for others and others plights then that's a problem and that gets into little psychological issues but you know we can't diagnose everybody um privilege is one of my favorite topics because um it it for some reason gets touchy um it it has it, it it's a trigger for some people um it's also uh it, it feels it look it my observation is that when white people hear the word privilege or white privilege that if they feel that it's weaponized and i think that that is is because it's it's sometimes not clarified or explained properly so here's a crash course on privilege uh privilege is uh neither earned uh nor anything to be ashamed of or embarrassed about it just is um privilege is being able to walk down the street with an ar-15 assault rifle and the cops offering you water and saying glad you're here that's privilege. Uh, privilege is also uh, something when, when, and, and it has to do with indifference as well, where it doesn't affect me personally. So it doesn't matter because it's not my problem. 
that's privilege where you get to walk away from something and leave it on the shelf because it doesn't affect me personally. Um, and, and, and people who are, who are used when you're used to privilege, equality feels like oppression. You know, I, um, That was so well said. I love it. Nailed it. I don't even know what to say. I, I think I think that's our show, guy. <laughs> like I, that that was oh my god, Damon Bolt. This is why I wanted. You, this is why this you know, Damon. I just got to tell you, my friend. You're 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 one of the most articulate. Uh, I'm gonna call you a brother because you because you're my brother. Um, you know, you're you're one of the most articulate, just just well spoken, uh, just men out there that um, I've had in my life, and and I've I've had a lot of uh, uh, people of color, okay, <laughs> uh, in my life that I just I absolutely love, and I, and and you were absolutely one of them, and I think that um, I think that everything you just said is like truly, it's truly it's truly what it is. You know, when they say it is what it is, what you just said is what it is. And I think that people have a hard time uh, grasping and understanding that, you know what I mean? And, 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 and owning that. Right. Because you have privilege. It's not, doesn't make you a bad person. Right. And I think that people get this no. idea of like, I don't have privilege, but yes, you do. Right. Yes, you do. Because like, they equivocate it to monetary things. Come now, on, man. Come I'm, on. I am black and I'm Latino. Come on. I, I have to, when I've been pulled over, my, when my husband drives, he doesn't get pulled over. Absolutely. I get pulled over. And Absolutely. the difference is, is that when he noticed something as well, he's like, I, I would never have think, thought to do that, is that when I got pulled over, I had to say out loud, officer, I'm reaching in the glove compartment. Come on now. Title and registration. Come on now. And I was glad to say it too. Otherwise, I wouldn't maybe not be here talking hey. to you. Uh, hey. But hey. I think Dallas said He's something you know, fantastic about, you know, about the, about the job and about, you know, the stress levels of, of being an officer and being a, a law enforcement officer. What Dallas touched on is something that I, I care about so much is that right now, what we're witnessing here in America, as we are witnessing a, an industry and a, uh, a faction that is inherently broken right now. There is something wrong with this system when it's no longer protect and serve. It's comply and obey. Come on now. And, and we, we can't function as a society. I mean, last time I checked, I didn't wake up to some military uh, totalitarian government where we have a curfew and a state TV, you know, where everything's illegal. That's not, not where yet. Right. I don't know what new Trump is in. Not yet, baby. Not yeah. yet. And I don't even want to get into the Trump dip because that's a that's a whole nother topic, yeah. guys. It's a whole nother, you know. Okay, so here, here's kind of what I want to I want to just kind of like take a sidestep from because you know I, I've said what I said about TikTok. I, I I think that TikTok is is full of a lot of uh, white people making money off of black culture. I'm not going to get into that right now. This is my personal opinion. But Dallas, you post a lot of things from TikTok that are just like actually really like. I'm like, damn, dude, like these, these young cats, they get it. They get it. They're on top of it. And whether or not they're trying to just monopolize on, on, on the, on the trend, if you will, of what's happening in, in America, it, it, the shit that needs to be said, it shit needs to be said. So I, Dallas, I kind of want you to speak from your perspective in regards to like, like young people are not having it, man. Like what, what is that like, man? What is that like being young and like seeing all this stuff? Because, you know, I, I know your brother, like we, like you guys weren't raised like this. So what's it like? 
in your from your perspective living in the, in this timeline right now like go ahead speak the truth uh i think tiktok's got a bad rep uh i think there's definitely <laughs> what you're talking about a lot there is a lot of that silly people dancing in front of the camera doing ridiculous things but what have i discovered on it i joined it because my brother was on it and he's a performer and what i slowly realized is that if you look for it you can find a lot of niche communities of people speaking directly to like thousands of people uh i've discovered this uh a uh, latin lawyer who does dances and talks about new laws that are coming out in the current state of affairs uh an indigenous man of america speaking about uh the ojibwe and a lot of the uh, genocides that happened and cultural differences there i follow someone from china speaking directly about the riots that happened there he coached people through protesting techniques and things that are happening as well as other ones where I'm was literally seeing the protests on the streets of Portland uh, when we had that wall of mothers and we had those federal agents abducting people. Um, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that through every funnel that we get our news or media or our data from, it is processed by someone or something. And so what we constantly partake in, just the same as with our food, is a highly processed and condensed form of data which then can be misconstrued and used differently. And through what we TikTok, and I think a big reason why it's such a huge threat to Donald Trump and a lot of people in America is because you're getting it straight from the source. When you have seven different angles of a protest of people walking down peacefully and you see cops come out in riot gear and then start being the aggressors and antagonizing the crowd and pincering them into an alleyway and firing tear gas off, and just breaking people's arms and battling them with batons and firing non-lethal rounds directly at the heads of journalists, assaulting medics who are there to just help and have red crosses on their chest. And you watch these videos. I had to learn very quickly uh, during the first uh, month <clears throat> after with George Floyd is that I could only handle so much. Um, I but I felt like it was my duty to stay raw and vulnerable and to like not look away. It's to actually look at what's going on and to really see like America and the world for what it is. It's impressive, man. It's impressive. Okay, so now I want you, you bring up uh, protests and riots. There's two things I really want to, you know, we're, we're, we, this has been a great show. You know, we, it's been great conversation. It's about 7.46. Three things that I want to talk about, you guys can pick wh whichever ones you want to talk about. I want to talk protests versus riots, right? Which kind of, I think we touched base on that one. So that one's not a, not a big one, but I want to talk about Kyle. I want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. I want to talk about like what your guys' thoughts are on this and like where your head's at with this. And then I also want to talk about this idea that bringing up people's past justifies uh, their murder. Getting so, shot in the back. Somewhere. You know what I mean? So take the floor, whoever wants to speak on it. And guys, the phone lines are open. Let me put the phone lines back up here. We want to hear from, we'd like to at least have one caller tonight. Call in if you got your <laughs> questions. You guys have been doing a great job in the comments. If you call in, uh, you can speak your truth. You got about a minute to speak your truth, say what you think about things, or ask a question of us, and then um, and then you guys are good to go. But 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 take the floor, guys. What are your thoughts on Kyle Rittenhouse? What are your thoughts on bringing up the past uh, to justify uh, people's murders? Go ahead, floor is yours. Um, what I think of Kyle Rittenhouse is I think he's a product of the current state of affairs in America. I think he is a young, impressionable mind that, from his point of view, I don't think what he I don't think he thought what he was doing was wrong. I don't think he understood the gravity of what he was doing. I think uh, through some very like pro-violence rhetoric that has become normal in America, where if you don't agree with someone's other political opinion, that you are justified in ramming them with a car and then having our president offer to pay your legal fees. Uh, I think he just 
didn't have anyone around him to really tell him what he was doing or why it was wrong. He traveled across state lines. So that was one felony with an illegal firearm. There was no stand your ground law in the state that he was in. He went to protect someone else's property and then has been seen brandishing weapons at protesters from before things even went down. I think if you go somewhere looking for a fight and a reason to use the weapon you have, you'll find it. And you I think find that's it. what and, happened. And, and, and the, first, the, the main point about all of this, which is really disturbing, is that this, this person is a minor. He is 17 years old. He is not an adult. He is too young to serve in the military, let alone open carry. He can't, he's a, that is a, that is a minor who is not an adult who, who is parent, clearly something, obviously, you know, that there, there is a problem with the responsibility there and that he was not, uh, he was not being uh, looked after correctly. And also his parent didn't know where he was uh, to travel across state lines as a minor. Um, his mother drove him there actually. Oh, that's, that's right. His mother drove him yeah. there. His mom knew exactly where the hell he was. You know what I mean? His his mom, his mom, as far as I'm concerned, was an accessory to the crime. Come on, you know, it's just crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me. And and what's what's really interesting is that, you know, as soon as Jacob Blake got got shot, every everybody's and I'm gonna kind of merge these two. Everybody's talking about well, well, he was uh he was convicted this. He had this in his background. He had this this is this right. I don't mean to make fun of people, but I'm just almost fed up. I'm fed up, you know, my wine's kicking in. But anyway, um, he's making, you know, as soon as Jacob Blake is shot, we have all these excuses as to why. But as soon as this dude does it, he's a hero. We had the, we had the one, uh, the one reporter or whatever. She's like, I want him to be my president. I want Ann him to be my Coulter. and Coulter. I want him to be my president. I want him to be my. Setting up no fun what the hell? Fun me, what the hell are you talking about? And you said it earlier too. It's like it's that it's bloodlust. It really is because now. Yes. We're why, why we can we can hate because oh he had warrants oh he he had been arrested previously uh he, he was on meth and these are these are George Floyd um you know and also with with uh, Jacob Th this is uh, oh and also too what we do know is that there was a knife on the floorboard so who cares as far as what? I'm concerned who the fuck cares I'm sorry oh, who cares that does not justify seven times this man had a rifle yeah. this man had a rifle and already killed two people and walked past the cop yeah, and, I and saw, drove himself home I saw drove two, himself home I saw two things in that video because Dallas what you were saying is you know it's you're giving some understanding to where his head was mentally right like he thought he was doing a good thing but I saw two things in there that the first time he shot the first man that he shot. He was standing around and people, more people were coming over, more people were coming over and they started turning their faces to him. He got scared at that point. And if you're scared from what you just did, you know the difference between right, right and wrong. Come and on. He ran. Come on. Early after that, when he killed the second person, he walks up to the cops and he's waving them on. Let's go. Look what I did, guys. Look what I did. He's proud of what he did. He's proud of killing other people. So I truly believe while, yes, he may have been some raised in a way that think that way, but still he knows the difference between right and wrong. And you, yeah. I saw that on that video, whether he can carry, he can't carry, whether he was brought up in a white neighborhood, it doesn't matter. He knows the difference between right and wrong and he doesn't have the right. No one on the police force has the right to kill anyone. Right. 
but he John did. John said it best. You're not the away. judge, jury, and the, and, and executioner. the executioner. Yeah. You're not the judge. Like it's just it's it's just, it's kind of insane, guys. Real quick, I want you guys because we're, we're we're wrapping up the, the final parts of our show. I want you guys to give your last words on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on bringing up the past uh, to justify a murder? I want you guys to each to talk on that, and then we're gonna then we're gonna give our final thoughts. I don't, I don't even know if I want to do three things tonight, but but uh, go ahead and give in the give, give what your uh, to speak the truth, guys. Honestly, it's the it is the plain, simple truth. It is justification for racism and to be racist and to like have excuses about why it was okay to shoot a black man or why it was okay to shoot a black woman who was asleep in her bed. Yeah. I've seen a laundry list of things. Oh, oh, he shouldn't have done her boyfriend shouldn't have done this. Uh, and 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 there should have been XYZ. They shouldn't have shot her. He shouldn't have been shot seven times in the back. So it doesn't matter how many warrants he had, um, how many, uh, what his past behavior was. That's bloodlust, and it's giving fuel for their racist behavior to justify those murders. Uh, Dallas, speak your truth, baby. Final word. Why, why, why are we bringing up people's past uh, to justify their death? Go ahead. I think, I think he has it spot on. I think when a black man is murdered by police officers, we look for any reason to justify it. And yet when we have a kid like that 17 year old who murders two people, everyone looks for a reason to justify why he was there and what he was doing. You look to that kid's future from the descriptor words off the jump when he was reported, it was future police cadet or wannabe policeman. Or when you look to instances like Brock Turner, other instances like, oh, he, he had such a bright future. I can't believe this thing happened to them. When actually the perpetrators of the violence themselves, nothing happened to them. They did something. Whereas when a black man is murdered on the street, you look to his past and justify the murder. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Taylor West, tell us how you feel. Yeah, I completely agree with what both of you guys have said. I also think it's back to what John was saying earlier about the baiting, right? Like we're talking about a white cop shooting a black man for no reason. And then you throw up this clay pigeon. You're diverting the conversation so that you don't have to address systemic racism. So you don't have to address the injustice from the police you're focused in on this man's background that's irrelevant at this point and you're only going down a path so we don't have to talk about what the real issue of that hand is hey john i brought you back to the stream my friend because i saw you still hanging out i want you yeah. i want you to speak on this real quick final words why, why are we bringing up people's past you're, you're I, I, look at it, I look at it like this they're they're treating it like it's a it's a bad court case uh that they watched on tv um, they're taking what would, if it was a trial, it would have been the incident that created the trial. And then they're trying to present the case like they're the lawyer. And that doesn't justify the actions and the crime that was actually committed. Uh, because 99.9% .9 of the time when that incident occurred, both individuals knew absolutely nothing about each other's past until that moment. And so they are they are making all of their actions and all their justifications off of those 30 seconds or two minutes. And so we have to look at that evidence. And that evidence is typically they're a person of color, a black person, and 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 they are deemed a threat. That's the only evidence we need to look at. If I was putting this on, on trial at a court case, I, all those other arguments don't matter. They didn't know jack shit when they shot that dude about anything in that guy's past. And we're trying to justify all his previous actions. And I'm like, damn, man, this is the thing. As a white dude, I just didn't get in trouble for all the same hey, hey now. Don't have it on, on now. Speak also, that, go ahead, Damon. Go ahead, baby. One point of evidence that with, with uh, Jacob Blake is that 
we know that he was tased unsuccessfully. We also know that the officer who shot him grabbed his shirt. Now, if you could grab his shirt, you can yank him back. Come on now. Tactics to detain a suspect or detain someone who is behaving hostile. So if that's the case, what happened to tackling someone to the ground and then the rest of the team coming in? What happened to that? Like why seven times in your back? But what's also wrong with like just getting a license plate? And yeah, maybe they get away, but is aren't license plate registered to home addresses? And can't yeah. you just go pick them up? Later? I feel like, like that's a whole nother damn show. Folks, we, that, 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 that's on time. We're taking us down the wrong path. Stick to the whole damn thing. Go back to the beginning. Race hey, man, everybody deserves a, a, a trial. What happened to that? That's all I got to say. Folks, uh, I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to start with John. I'm going to start with Dallas. I'm going to end with Damon. Tell us where they can find you. You got you got thirty seconds, and then we're gonna we're gonna end our show, baby. John, starting you, go ahead. I'm 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 a simple man. I I don't have a platform. You know, if you if you wander across me, say hi. If you if you ever want to talk, uh, you know, get a hold of Kelvin and he'll get. <laughs> Thank you, John, baby. I'm gonna take you out of the stream, baby. <laughs> Damon, tell us where they can find you. You know, you can find me. I'm friends with Kelvin on Facebook. You can find me as Damon J Bowling on Instagram, and uh, I'm I'm there. There you go, baby. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And in Dallas, baby, where you, where can we find you, baby? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm friends with Calvin. Or you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at D-A-J-O-R-O-V-A. That's Dodgeroba. Folks, um, first of all, I want to thank I want to thank our guest hosts. Uh, you guys were absolutely amazing. Incredible. Incredible. This was a great show. We didn't have any calls, but you know what? The thing about it is that our show's evolving. Our show's evolving, and I think we had a lot of engagement in the comments. Hold on. Let me see what the final two comments are. What are the final two comments? Um, I wouldn't even – what is this? This one says, uh, I wouldn't even specify white cop. Javier – Javier is a cute one. You're a cutie. Uh, Stop hitting on our guests. I know. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hit on y'all. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but cop culture, baby. I, listen, cop culture – Man, it, it just is what it is, Tay. Uh, I, I'm not even going to do three things, man. I honestly, I want to get, I want to take a. We're gonna, we're gonna forgo three things uh, because it's just some tough times right now, and it's, and it, you know, and and yes, I know what we could have done as far as what America could 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 have done uh, better. Missed opportunity, and what they're looking for. Missed opportunity for America is this: is that is that we're not we're not coming together. Um, what you guys did well was that. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. And what we're looking forward to is peace. So I'm going to do that for America. What are your final thoughts on today's show, Tech? Yeah, so um, I think that when we, we have conversations like this, when we have topics at hand, and we are lucky enough to have three incredible guests like this incredible. and have intelligent conversations, incredible. Incredible. the conversations are really, really good. But one thing that I was kind of realizing is that all three of them are kind of rare, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. get, I don't. I don't have these conversations with my coworkers. I don't have these conversations with my family members. I don't have these conversations with my friends. Some of them I do, but more often than not, they are their ego gets in the way, or their selfishness gets in the way, or they get defensive, or they're scared, or whatever the list of reasonings behind it goes forever long, right? Yeah, yeah. And so while I'm very appreciative of the conversation, the mentality, and the thought process that we've been able to explore and participate in all together that this conversation is very rare in form. And that's that's kind of sad. And there's a lot of work to be done so that we can have more of these wow. conversations more yeah. often. I just think, so my final thoughts are this is, first of all, I want to thank our three guests, John Cavanaugh, Damon Bowling, Dallas Vance. You guys were absolutely amazing. You guys added such an amazing uh, dynamic to tonight's show. Um, I, I just, I want to continue. 
I want to continue to, to have these discussions and, and to be able to talk openly. What I will say is this is, is, is I, I've been on Facebook, right? And I don't like to argue with people on Facebook and, but I have, you know, this, this, these last couple of days, I'm going to give myself some, you know, some, some space and realize that, you know, it's been a tough week. And I, and I got into some arguments on, online on Facebook uh, this week, but at the end of those, each one of those arguments, I invited people to, to come and, and to call in on the show. Not one of them has. And so I just want to say to everybody out there that, you know, listen, you can have your damn opinion and I'm going to have my opinion. And if I think it's wrong, if they, I, no, 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 not, not, not that I think it's wrong, but if, if I disagree with you, I'm going to disagree with you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to disagree with you openly and, and, and wholeheartedly. The only thing is that I, I've invited you guys on the show. And my last words are this, is that if you have an opposing opinion, call in. If you truly are about it, about it, you know, I think we need to, we need to get off of the Facebook uh, and, be, and keep being keyboard warriors and get on there and have a true discussion. If you truly feel what you feel, come on out here, say your name, say this is who I am, this is what I believe. And I think that what we find is that people don't do that. And so if you're out there arguing with trolls on Facebook, invite them to the show. Shit, I'll make you a guest host and, and you invite that you invite that person on the show. We need to stop arguing with trolls on Facebook because they have showed us who they are and we have to believe them. My name is Kelvin. I'm Taylor. And that is our show. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Call on America podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. The Call on America podcast is brought to you by the Project Division of YBS Pros and produced by Y Podcast. Tomorrow's solutions today.